Hi friends, and welcome to the Relove and Rise podcast. I am your host, Amanda Gazzola, former busy bee chasing her dreams to an energizing self-love advocate. I want the kind of life that has fun, ease, joy, and flow, which is why each week I will bring you an episode that will help you move forward to building the life that you want so that you can elevate and soar. So get ready with me and join me as we take one step forward in that direction today. Today we have an amazing, juicy episode. Olive Von Top is an empowerment coach, burlesque dancer, hailing from the royal city of Guelph, Ontario. Self-proclaimed pleasure slut, Olive empowers women to challenge and change their thoughts, increase their self-confidence, and unleash their inner badass. Through mindset work, movement, and mindfulness, Olive helps women to explore their deepest desires, discover what they truly want, and go after it, and access the pleasure that they deserve. Olive is an amazing woman, and I'm so excited for you to listen to our episode. Have fun! Hello, and welcome to the Relove and Rise podcast. This is your host here, Amanda Gazzola. I am really excited to talk to you today about empowerment coaching with a burlesque performer who is Olive Van Top. She is someone that I have gotten to know through listening to her website and listening to her previous podcast, but have been told that she's the one that I have to interview because and then we're going to get into some really interesting topics today, but she calls herself like an empowerment coach, burlesque, hailing from the royal city of Guelph and is a self-proclaimed pleasure slut. And I was really caught off guard with that because it takes a lot, one of balls to even say that, but obviously she has what it takes to really learn what it means to love yourself through and through. And that's what we're going to learn today through this amazing conversation. Welcome, Olive. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, I'm so excited to, for you to be here because again, you know, that confidence to call yourself a self-proclaimed pleasure slut is a very bold statement. And one that I know that many of us, including myself, it's taken a lot of coaching myself through other mentors, through different modalities to even know what that means and not to be triggered by that, which is going to be some topics like off topics today that we're going to get into, but let's just find out a little bit more about you first. Sure. Um, yeah, I mean, I would, I would say that I, I understand that that term is kind of jarring for some folks and, uh, I use it kind of intentionally for myself because I definitely wasn't always a pleasure slut, so to speak. I've spent a lot of my life not embracing pleasure. Um, and so, you know, it's kind of like a, a reproclamation or reclaiming of a term that usually has a lot of negative connotations. Um, so sort of intentionally being like, yeah, I like not just, and not just sexual pleasure, just pleasure in general. Like I want to live a life full of pleasure. Of course. Um, and that's what it comes down to at the end of the day is the joy, the pleasure, like back to the basics. So do I, I'm so excited to get into that with you, but yeah, keep going on. Um, sure. Is there anything specifically you wanted me to talk about for myself about myself? Um, basically from just like, you know, your journey, what has led you to get here? And then from there, we'll kind of like peel the onion back a little bit more. Sure, sure. So, um, yeah, I, I started out my career, so to speak, in mental health and addictions, sort of. Um, 
and sexual actually I started out in sexual health and then moved to more more focus on mental health which I mean I, I really loved working in sexual health um and mental health as well but it's it's a really um it's really tough it's an underfunded system and uh you know I have a lot of personal experience like with people in my life that I love with mental health and addiction issues so it's like pretty pretty heavy um and you know um, becomes pretty heavy. So I mm-hmm. wanted to do some of the same work. Um, cause I, I also realized like a lot of the work I was doing with clients when, when you're working within a kind of broken system is, is coaching, um, uh, particularly around like mindset and such, because, um, you know, sometimes you're trying to get basic needs met and sometimes you're like, how do we change our perspective on this and how do we cope with this? Um, so that was one piece and then around at the same time or actually I'd been in a very unhealthy relationship for most of my 20s um and this is a trigger warning to talk about mental health and and suicide um my brother committed suicide when I was 20 um right around the time I was getting into this relationship with somebody who also had mental health issues so um this I'm saying this just to give context and why I was in this relationship for so long but um, yeah so a lot of I think a lot of pieces of myself I just didn't it didn't explore Um, like even example like the pleasure piece you know I just didn't feel like it or didn't have time or there were there were a lot of a lot of uh, pieces to that so anyway I got out of the the long-term unhealthy relationship and started really exploring my sort of relationship with myself for the first time got into burlesque which is something that I'd wanted to do for quite some time um, and loved that it was like everything I wanted it to be and more Um, and after a couple of years started teaching it with um, the troupe I'm part of called the femme rebels we started teaching burlesque and I was just finding that a lot of women were coming to burlesque because Um, they wanted something more like it was beyond just dancing it was you know permission to be sexy to take up space to like explore their sensuality to unlearn shame Mm. and I just realized there was a lot of opportunity to to help support women in that not only through burlesque but through deeper work like coaching so all those things kind of came together and uh, that's where that's how I got here you wanted a shorter version of that or what? No, definitely not. I think that like, you know, when, when you look back, you can connect the dots. Like as you were like building up from there, it's like, wow, this is where that comes from. This is where that comes from. And like, it's ways of trying to find out who you are, find yourself, you know, even dig into the deeper of the why. Cause it's like many people don't know their why and you know, your why and, like that's, that's what fuels our purpose. Like that's a part of our purpose right there. So I think that giving that context, you know, and you learning from a lot of the, you know, not easy times in your life, a lot of the tragedy, like, and the trauma in your life, it really helps people paint a picture that like, there's no one size fits all when it comes to figuring out what you need to do to make you help yourself feel good feel beautiful, feel sexy, feel powerful, feel empowered, all those words that we really strive to feel that joy back in your life. And it was through burlesque, like, how would you have known that? Like, if you were just always curious. And so that's, I think is really important to, to really give 
you know, a sense of to people, like when you're looking to find yourself or, you know, dealing with this COVID fatigue or to find that sensuality in yourself, it's through different things and it's not giving up on yourself. So thank you for sharing that. Thank you really, really for embracing that with us. And I'm really sorry to hear about that. That's, and when you said that, I was just like, oh my God, because like, that's another thing that just like, does it, it's not easy to go through or feel and deal with. And that's a part of the rest of your life too. Sure. Thanks. Um, so from this, like, basically, like, there's many, many, there's not one size fits all when it comes to this. I think that's gonna be my theme word today, because (laughs) I know I'm saying it so much already. But, you know, women tend to lose touch with themselves and who they are, whether it's their mojo, whether that's unfulfilled, where, like, even with kids or not even having kids, like that shame, that all that, all those things that we feel. And because we deal with a lot of mental health, um, you know, what, at what point do we start realizing or what, like, what point do you start really losing touch with yourself? Like, where does that come in? And again, it's different for everyone, but like Mm -hmm. for yourself, you know, when you think backwards to the majority of your clients, like, where do we like lose ourselves in that unfulfillment that, that we tend to feel? Yeah, I think, I think it starts really early. Um, You know, I don't think any of us are born hating ourselves or, you know, thinking we need to be perfect or, or thinking that our needs aren't as important as other people's, um, which, you know, are a lot of common themes that come up for my clients and things that I went through and continue to struggle with. Um, But I think, you know, because I primarily work with women, um, people who identify as women, but people who are socialized as women or as girls like that, that starts really early, um, you know, and I think we are, are socialized to take care of other people to like, what, what is like a good, a good woman, quote unquote, you know, what does she do? She's like selfless. She doesn't take up a lot of space. She's like non-confrontational. She's soft-spoken. She's giving, she's loving, she's nurturing. Like, I mean, at the same time, she's also like sexy, but not too sexy and like committed, but you know, like there's all these impossible standards that we can't reach. Um, And I think a lot of, uh, a lot of us try really hard. And um, in my experience, a lot of the the women I work with, you know, were are approaching sort of more middle life because they've done they've done all the things that they were trained to believe would would make them happy. You know, they ticked ticked all the boxes and they're like still feeling really unfulfilled. Um, and then starting to be like, maybe this maybe this is a lie. Like maybe there is maybe this isn't everything I thought it was going to be, and maybe there's more to, to my life than this. And, you know, I, I don't really know who I am because especially for women who have been mothers, um, but you're right, not just, um, so much of your time and energy that would perhaps be dedicated to self-exploration is, is taking care of other people. Mm. Oh man, I can totally, like, as you're like saying that it's like, yep, yep, yep. And like, that was, that was, 
I can say that honestly, because at that time where I was having all those feelings and insecurities, yeah, I was definitely not a mother, but very nurturing is my character and who, and who I believe as part of who I am. And um, yeah, always trying to be that fixer and that problem solver and, you know, going the extra mile to figure out everyone else's shit, but my own. And it tend, it tend, it does tend to take a toll on you where you're like, is this all life is like what there has to be more like this is this is just not it for me I can I see myself as more but I don't know how to get there I just want to give up and you start thinking all these negative thoughts which take you down a really dark tunnel Mm -hmm. and that that was my journey for a while so totally can identify exactly where women lose touch and it is for me it definitely started at a young age trying Mm -hmm. to be perfect or be that good girl and answering to the teachers like you know not wanting to be make a mistake like always like all that stuff so I can totally identify that yeah yeah and we're trained to believe it's it's us right there's like inherently there's something wrong with us or if we just worked harder or tried or gave up more or whatever we're we're not trained to be like like maybe maybe this system is designed to keep us like distracted and trying to you know take care of all of these things because maybe it benefits the system <laughs> maybe it's actually not me maybe if I work harder I'm just gonna get more tired <laughs> Exactly. And it gets to the point where like it can lead to burnout because you're trying to be all these things like that perfectionism mindset, like tends Mm -hmm. to be something we all strive for, like, especially when you're dealing with social media, especially, you know, being a mom and trying to have everything perfect. I could see where you go down all those rabbit holes for Mm -hmm. sure. And, or you're just trying to figure out what will make you happy Or, you know, if I lose this weight, then I will like finally get exactly everything I've wanted for in life because that's the missing tool. So Mm -hmm. how do you know, um, like, how do you know when for yourself, like, like, I think it's easier to talk about our experiences or if you have the majority of clients, like kind of looking as a whole, but like, how do you know when you're, if if you're chasing perfectionism? (laughs) Yeah. Um, I would say, you know, if you're really, really hard on yourself um, and you're, you know, setting a lot of sort of impossible goals um, and like to-do lists, um, so not impossible goals in the sense of like, you know, I'm all for setting really big goals that are, you know, seem, seem impossible, but you know, like where you're, you're trying to do a million things and be a million things and you're really overwhelmed, perhaps you're really tired. Um, you might even start to be resentful to other people. Um, it's also, you know, an indication about boundaries. Um, and, you know, you're not feeling, feeling particularly satisfied. Um, I know for myself, like, I think I would just, it was kind of like a cycle. I don't think I would have identified myself as a perfectionist up until the last couple of years. Um, and I'd say most people in the, um, in, in, my clients or people that took have taken my course would also not identify themselves as such. Um, One actually said, I thought you had to be perfect at stuff to be a perfectionist. (laughs) 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 Uh, No, that's not how it works. (laughs) That's cute because like, honestly, yeah. Like you think that way, but then like, it's like, Oh no, it's, then you start seeing like the patterns of what that really, really means. But for sure. I did think that at first too. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So I think for me, it was a lot of like constant critical self-talk, 
constant like to-do list and like trying to like achieve things and not consciously was I probably aware that like I felt like in some way my worth was determined by what I could achieve and my productivity but and a lot of punishing myself when I didn't do it Mm. and you know when we talk about pleasure and being a pleasure slut like a lot of denying myself pleasure because I didn't think I deserved it like I had to get enough done in order to do to to do something enjoyable um yep totally get that totally get that so all of this like and that this is kind of where I wanted to go with that whole piece is because like for so long, I, for myself, um, and for, and I'm learning this with the majority of my clients right now is that like, we make things so hard for ourselves. Mm -hmm. Like we have all these goals or we have, feel like we have to be perfect. And like, we forget that though, sometimes we need those training wheels in order to, you know, learn and practice and grow like And with when I, with what I want to go with there is that a lot of it deals with like, you know, not feeling like we're enough and good enough. And, um, when we're on that road, it's like, yes, denying ourselves like these simple joys because we don't deserve them. And mm-hmm. that's a big mind fuck to <laughs> it's a huge one. And it's a huge one. And I don't know if this is something that like, you know, because it's something I learned when I was young, you know what I mean? Like if I didn't get a good job, didn't do grit on my test, or I didn't pass something, or I mm-hmm. I my mom or dad was mad because I did something that was not like a part of like, well, man, you should know better. Like Mm -hmm. it's a part of like that where I'm like, okay, then I'm punishing myself. But as adults, like we tend to carry that behavior. And so Mm -hmm. where I'm kind of going is that like, you know, that self-pleasure part where we're trying to, you know, work with the sensuality and work with our confidence, work with our self-esteem, work with that love for ourselves. But it's really hard to, because we have all these barriers that we put in front of us. How do we Mm -hmm. start deconstructing those barriers to start to get to that part? So this is going to be a big topic that we talk about because it's not (laughs) one size fits all, but you see where I'm trying to go with when I'm in it. Yeah, I I think so. So, I mean, I, I would say, you know, big piece is getting aware of what the barriers are. Um, and so like, what are the, what are the things that you're trying to achieve? What are the things that you're, you know, what are the barriers you're putting in, in place? Um, and, and where are they coming from? Like, are they, you know, self-imposed? Do you actually believe that? Like, you know, for, for, for so often, so often we're just on autopilot, right? Like we have an idea, like, we have to be, let's just say perfect. Let's just use Instagram as an example. Like, you know, you have an idea that you have to make some type of post that looks a certain way to portray your family in a certain way. And like the amount of stress and and energy that goes into that. But how often are we asking ourselves like, but like, why, like, why do I, why do I want this? Like, what, what is that? And what is the fear here? Like, you know, if, if people saw my family as it really is like what what's so bad about that um mm-hmm. you know so often it's it's tied to our self-worth um but you know we all often really don't ask ourselves like why we're even doing the thing we're doing or like why we're so stressed about it um because we're, we're just so used to to doing it um so i mean that would be one thing i would suggest is getting really clear on like what are those barriers and what are the thoughts that you're having? Um, 
related to related to such barriers like are these barriers self-imposed are they societies in positions um and like do you want to Mm-hmm. that's a that. big one yeah do you want to like if you're not getting joy out of this kind of like the Mary Kondo thing like does this bring me joy and oh. if like the first answer is no then let's like okay like let it go and stop mm-hmm. doing it like get like get rid of it but it's so hard because we hold these attachments and things that things that we should be you know mm-hmm. well I should be doing this I should be posting this I should be showing it is a should is a good that it is something that you are not that's not in line with what you want right mm-hmm. should is a good indication that it's a you know perfectionist or good woman or whomever talking that's like a societal script if you're like saying I should do this doesn't mean you want to and like y- you know sure there's stuff in our lives I mean you kind of want to do everything because like you want the outcome like you want to work your job because you want to have money and live in a house and blah 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 but you like don't have to you know like there's there's choice in those things so when you think about it that way you do want to but I that anyway that's a dig I digress but I think should is a really good indication that like it's not something that you actually want to be doing it's something that you think you need to be doing that's a good one yep it's a good that's a good self-identifier of what you're speaking about yep Mm -hmm. yeah and I you know I think just getting getting really slowing down a bit and getting really curious about some of the behaviors you're having um and then some of the thoughts you're having like where where what are these thoughts what are these thoughts are they mine do I want to be having them um because you 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 don't have to right like that's that's a whole nother piece um around mindset work like changing changing your thoughts but um I think it's really beneficial to just sort of take take stock of the landscape and be like, what is, what is causing all these, these things? Like, what are these barriers that I'm putting in place? Love that. I love that. And I love that. Like, it's a piece that like, you know, I'm, I want for this product, for this special episode, it's to give you clear indication of like tangible ways to start alternating that mind. Because at the end of the day, you know, when you're wanting to feel more empowered with yourself, you're wanting to get to know yourself, have more sensuality, sexuality, you know, with your partner, these like, these are the things that keep going through our head, which is why sometimes we can't get to, you know, that orgasm because there's so much shit that's happening in our head or why we're not in the mood and why we keep penalizing ourselves and why we feel disconnected from our partners. Like all these are the things that show up for, you know, and they make us feel more bad about Mm -hmm. something that like we already feel bad about, Mm -hmm. but you don't know how to get out of that feeling bad. And so these are the steps and tools and, resources that you need to start figuring out, you know, all these little intricate things of like what comes up in my mind on a daily, hourly, minutely basis mm-hmm, right here, mm-hmm. because like yeah. the, the, the connection is so hard to have with ourselves, especially I find with even COVID, you know, it is a time that you can have connection, but it is a time that you are even probably more disconnected because yeah. it's just like groundhog day every freaking day right now. So, yeah. um, with that said, um, like how are, how have you been helping like yourself or clients or co- like other people, other co- coaches need coaches. So like, how have you been like help, helping someone through this time that they're in when they're even probably feeling more, <sighs> 
conflicted with like, you know, I should be doing this because it's all these shoulds, but then they're not feeling like who they are anymore because they're so disconnected because they're tired. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. 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 It's kind of all over yeah, um, yeah. the place for many people, but I, I mean, the, the techniques are sort of the same, right? Like, so just to speak to that for a second, like, again, getting really clear on your thoughts, like what, what is going on for you when you think about a certain topic, whatever it is, like, just write down all the thoughts you're having about it. So like, let's just figure out what's happening for you. Um, I had my client do that, the clarity and contrast list. She had over a hundred within 20 minutes. Like there was so much contrast that she was having, but Mm -hmm. it did start giving her clarity. So that is a huge tangible where she didn't even know how deep it was going until she finished her list. And even then she still kind of continued because she was shocked at what she was seeing and realized, wow, I'm a little bit more negative than I thought I was, which is not to show and penalize someone like, Mm -hmm. but at the Mm -hmm. same time, it gave her much more indication of why she wasn't feeling energetic, why she wasn't having a good relationship with herself, with her spouse Mm -hmm. and all these things. So I believe in that one, 120%. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, really offering yourself some compassion (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. all the time. I mean, that's something I work with a lot with clients and, and personally, Um, but like, you know, we are in, we're in a time that like, we've never experienced this in our lifetime. And we still, because we still live in a, you know, capitalist society, we're still like, oh, I need to be productive. I need to do like this and that. And and giving yourself like a little bit of, of leeway to just be like, hey, this is, this is not usual. And that's okay. Like, it's okay that I'm not my normal, quote unquote, normal self. Like, let's just, let's just allow that to be as it is. Like, it's a yes. different time. Things are, di- nothing has looked the same. And like, this is just part of it is that you're going to feel different. And like, you're going to, your priorities might even change, you know? I know for a lot of folks, uh, myself included, like the, the slowing down has been really um, eye-opening and, and helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but we don't have our usual distractions <laughs> that we have. Um, and a lot of people have, you know, oh, people don't have their outlets for sure, but there's certainly a lot of things that we've used as distractions in the past from our own thoughts and <laughs> that, we, that we don't have. Um, so I would, I would really suggest trying to offer some compassion and just allow at things as, as they are, um, you know, just accepting. I know that sounds easier. That's that's, you're so right there. It's not easy to do Mm -hmm. that by any stretch. It's really not. And when you say that it's for myself, I don't think I would be where I am if I didn't have that support team around me to keep going to like, basically tell me, Amanda, like, it's okay. Amanda, Mm -hmm. it's okay to slow down. Like, why are you judging yourself right now? Like having those Mm -hmm. people around you so that you can kind of like, let go of that. Because if you're trying to coach yourself sometimes, Mm -hmm. um, 
it's like it's a back and forth like with the devil and the angel for instance like where you're like you're feeling like you're in your head more but yeah if you can't you don't have those tools and resources to do that then you really have to really like with that, listen to that inner voice and mm-hmm. sit and let and uh, allow that acceptance to, whatever comes up is just to allow it and just see how it goes because what's the worst that can happen from that mm-hmm. yeah I, I like to play that one too where you're like what what is the maybe not with COVID because people do go to worst case scenarios, but in a lot of, a lot of the situations um, with say perfectionism, going back to that, it's like, ask yourself, like, what is the worst thing that's going to happen here? And can I handle that? Mm. Um, And yeah, the thing you can, because any, the worst thing that's going to happen is you're going to feel a feeling, right? Like that, that's, that is what we are most scared of as humans um, is feeling our feelings. And so like, um, so for something like COVID, it's like bringing up a lot of thoughts, which create feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, and we don't have a lot of capacity. We haven't really learned how to sit with emotion. Um, so I often, you know, and my, myself included, like I continue to work on this, but, um, you know, recognizing that emotions are just, you know, things that happen in your body. They're just sensations instead of like, so with COVID or anything, you know, the more we resist something, like the more suffering that we cause ourselves. Mm. So if you can identify the the thought that you're having um, and then what feeling it brings up and then just say, okay, I'm, I'm willing to feel like, let's say it's anxiety because that comes up a lot for folks with with, um, right now okay, this is anxiety. I'm familiar with this. I'm just going to let myself feel anxiety for a minute and know that it's not going to really hurt me. Um, you know, I know panic attacks are a thing, but even then they don't actually hurt you, but let's just say I'm just willing to feel anxiety. Okay. And then I even get clients to narrate out loud, like what is happening in your body as you feel anxiety? Like, tell me, (laughs) it's funny. That's such a good idea it's helpful because so often also they'll go to a thought like, Nope, that's a thought. Let's go back. Let's go back to the feeling. And we're not passing. We don't have a thought about the feeling. We're not having a judgment about it. We're just experiencing what it feels like in our bodies and knowing that we have the capacity to do that because then we can do anything. So, okay. Anxiety feels like, Oh, I get like maybe a tightness in my throat or like a, a heat in my face. And like, we just track it around our bodies mm-hmm. until it starts to like let let go a bit or you know go other places and move um but i really do believe that's the best way to get through an emotion is to is to just process it to just feel it because what happens and this is like the the basis of what i work from um in in mindset work anyway is like we have a thought, we have an emotion, we don't like negative emotions, we're like, ooh, don't like that. And then so we, we try to not feel that because everything it's or don't do is to feel or not feel an emotion. So like, like, I don't don't feel anxiety, something else. So I'm going to overeat, I'm going to like binge watch television, I'm going to do something that lights up like a, a, the pleasure center in my brain, but that isn't necessarily healthy for me or I want to be doing I'm just going to create other thoughts like probably shame and then you're gonna have <laughs> sorry other thoughts that create feelings like shame 
and then you have all, all this chain reaction. So when we want to make changes in our lives, we, we often try to do it from the place of action, but yes. really if we can do it from the place of thought and um, be, being willing to experience any emotion, then we can, can create quite a significant change in our lives, I think. Oh, that was such a good um, way to describe because like for me, because I just want to like bring this home a little bit because um, there was a lot of good stuff that you put there. Like it brought up for me when you're speaking about that is that, you know, we tend to shy away from all these thoughts that we're having because they bring up these feelings. And for myself, for the majority, I'm a, I'm an action taker. So because mm. I, I led with more of that masculine energy where I need to do, 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 because I, I need to fix this right away because I don't want to feel it. Mm. And like that can only last for so long. And mm. I didn't realize that like, that was my fuel for so long where, um, I, it, and it tended, I got burnt out. I started to get resentful because like, you know, I'm doing all these things. I'm telling, I'm doing what my coaches are telling me. I'm listening to all these business presentations, but yet my result is still the same because mm -hmm. again, there was the resist. I was resisting. I wasn't allowing, mm -hmm. um, as much as I thought I was, even though I'm like, I'm following these five steps, like I'm totally doing this, but why is nothing happening? Because again, I'm still resisting some certain things that are happening. And I didn't know that until literally, like, I realized that I was living in alignment. And when I started having fertility problems, I realized because of that, go, 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 everything mm -hmm. was like, it was, everything was like, basically it's like I was juggling all these balls, but didn't want anything to drop because if that happened, then I would be, I feel like I would be going back to like where I thought I was, mm -hmm. but that's just one thing that came up for myself where I'm like that resisting do, 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 um, following this, not being in touch with exactly what's going on when it comes to my emotions, but knowing that I'm very emotionally reacting to everything that's happening to me, mm -hmm. um, in a way that like it's coming out, whether it's um, that perfectionist mindset or you're doing, you're drinking more or you're realizing you're not sleeping or you're not taking care of yourself and so, and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So that, I don't know if that's exactly what you're trying to say, but that's what like, I felt like was like, yeah. oh yeah, that was coming up for myself. Yeah. And I think there are a lot of things that we, it's funny. There are things that we as a society are, are, we glorify that are not necessarily healthy, right? Like, yes, like being busy and mm -hmm. like being busy as a form of, and I, I similarly did the same thing. Like I kept myself so busy because, um, I, I didn't want to feel things and you know what you can just do and you don't have to feel. And it like, it really caught up to me after years. Yes. Um, you talk about like implications in your body um, and that's, a, you know, another piece of what I am, I try to do personally, and I'm trying to implement with, with clients is like some more body awareness and like in just tuning into your body more so that, you know, it, it's telling you all kinds of things. Um, and I've spent a lot of time ignoring mine and have, I have chronic health issues because of it. Um, so it's a really important tool, I think as well as like, be, being and one of which is obviously being able to identify and feel our emotions but totally because yeah. that goes in like with like part of the work like the burlesque like where you know when you started doing that like you've always been curious about it but like and again it helped you get in tune with 
your body and your mind in a totally different way that started feeling good for yourself. Like you had some good endorphins happening. So Mm -hmm. again, like that, like, I know that we're in COVID times where we can't really go do all these action oriented words, like certain tat, like certain, uh, dancing and being around people and like all that kind of stuff. But I know we can have the online and it's a little different, but at the same time, like that's a part of the experience of getting to know yourself and helping someone to get you to know yourself through touch, feel, um, all your sensories. Right. So how, how has that been like where you're wanting to drive your point, your point home a lot more. And the part of the, what, how you've learned is kind of different for someone else's road now. So how, what, like, does that look like when you're working with people now? In terms of like dance or in terms of, yeah, well, I, I guess I, that is like, I guess, cause I'm looking at the action part of it where for myself, I, again, it comes from all this stuff comes from it. And that's why I wanted to talk to you because getting in touch with myself is what it has been the most best embracing journey, but not the easiest journey where I never looked at myself as like feeling beautiful and, um, thinking I was worthy and all that kind of stuff. So it's taken me a long time, which is why I started doing bodybuilding competitions, see myself in a different light. Um, you know, working on that mind muscle connection, because that helped me to concentrate on certain parts of my body that I've always ignored. And so for yourself, finding the burlesque and whatnot, getting in tune with your body, focusing on the movement of the body, it does bring some sort of, like that connection, that sensuality, like where you start feeling a little bit more sexual with yourself. And so it's different now because of COVID um, for mm-hmm. these tangible tools that we're so used to having. So I guess what I'm just trying to say is like your modality has had to change a little bit, but yes, you do some stuff online, mm-hmm. um, but how through words and, and instead of feel and touch, like where you can be with that client, how are you sharing like that experience with somebody so that they can learn how to experience it themselves? Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, it's definitely changed, but there's a lot of things people can do on their own. Um, and you know, with clients, I work with, you know, things like being more in your body, being like whether it be dance or um, meditation even like we do some some meditations even mindfulness stuff where it's really just about being aware of your senses mm-hmm. um, you know and and to and being present in the present moment um, a lot of work around pleasure and accessing pleasure like doing things that like in order to feel pleasure, you have to be in your body, right? It's an embodied experience. So like, you know, maybe it's chicken and egg. I don't know what comes first, but like practicing doing things that, that bring you pleasure. And, and again, it's kind of a mindfulness and like, you have to sort of take a moment and be like, Oh, this is really nice. Like this feels really good in this way. Um, that through touch or it's like, or is it about listening auditory to something, whatever it is, whatever pleasure. Right. Yeah. Yep. And just taking a moment to acknowledge it as pleasure. Right. Like not just being like, okay, yes. I, did the thing. Like, I know they don't I like the book or whatever. Check mark. This is not about the check mark. <laughs> it's about the experience of, you know, being in the experience. And I think it's, um, it begins, it's like building blocks. It begins to happen more and more. Right. Like, so with clients, as we do the mind work and like the challenging of those thoughts and like the widening of the possibility that like 
you are sexy and sensual and like you deserve pleasure and you deserve um, to experience a, you know, a fulfilling life. Um, at the same time as practicing these little things that feel good, you know, whatever, you know, self-pleasure, self-worship even, I love to get people to like, you know, put on something that you feel sexy in, walk mm-hmm. around, like take, take a, do a fun photo shoot of yourself, like for no other reason than for you, like have a, have a bath full of like, whatever extravagant, like, you know, thing you want to do that just, you know, basically if you were a queen, which you are just like, give yeah. yourself an hour on a Saturday to do that. Um, and build, build pleasure into your day-to-day life. Um, even if it's 10 minutes a day, um, really trying to, and, and being present in those moments, um, as much as you can and, and yeah, building in the senses, like how can you slow down and just like, you know, we wash our hands a lot now. (laughs) How can you take a moment when you're doing that to just find pleasure or like even just awareness of it like what does the water feel like what does the soap feel like what is this, what smells are there like all these things that really sometimes are part of our day-to-day lives that we we glance over that we are opportunities to sort of reconnect with with ourselves with our bodies and with a moment you know and I think that begins to, the more you do it the easier it becomes and it sort of begins to unfold after that. I love that. And I believe that in like that really, I hope that people see, I hope that you guys, when you guys are listening to this, you see that like, you know, a lot of this does not come naturally. It takes a lot of awareness to do. And for me, like, just to give an example, like (laughs) being like my journey, like from, you know, infertility to IVF to getting pregnant, like it's been like a complete focus where it's like a do, 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 like follow these needles and like taking this medication, you're feeling all hormonal, you're feeling like not yourself. And it's been, it hasn't been a glamorous journey, but like, I do know as a coach, like, is that like pleasure in yourself and feeling sexy and feeling beautiful is something that has taken, I've had to be go out of my way to feel. And, um, one of the things I've done this past COVID, cause I heard it through the bird's papaya was, uh, the deep, sea, the deep sea, which is like sexual stories. And, um, like where it's, it's like just 10 minute, like little, like they would be like short novels, but someone, but it's like all talking, it's all auditory. And so I like listened to the app and I was just like, wow, like it kind of just helped me to focus because meditation, you know, I have to follow something, me just reading and out of a book sometimes, like it's not easy to do, especially because like, I want to be kind of private about some stuff too. So having my phone and just listening and putting on a 10 minute thing, it did help me think about my body more, think about, you know, having intimacy with my partner a lot more. And that's like some, I'm just giving an example of something mm-hmm. that I've had to do to go out of my way to bring back that connection within myself, bring back that connection with that I want in my relationship, because it's been the do, 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 do for so long. So mm-hmm. that's just something I've that's done. Exciting. Baths always come naturally, but that I just wanted to take it to a deeper level with myself because yeah, I'm embracing this new body that I'm in. And, mm-hmm. you know, I don't feel like myself as I like, I haven't felt like myself in a long time because of like the, the treatments that I've had to do. Mm-hmm. But that's just one thing I've found that like, you know, I can get lost in for like 10, 15 minutes. And yeah, you don't need, like you said, 10 minutes a day, Mm -hmm. you just feel like you're more connected or 
or if like, you know, you could have a dream along the way that night or something like that could just pop in where you're like, (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome. That's great. Yeah. Just, just things like that whatever. And I mean, again, it's also an opportunity to offer yourself some, some compassion because I think uh, what comes up a lot for folks um, is there in relation to like desire is affected by COVID and like, that's normal. Like it's okay. (laughs) It's okay. If you're not feeling as sexual or you're feeling more sexual, like some people deal with it in different ways. Um, Just, you know, allowing that, that, that is also okay. And things that, that ebbs and flows too. Right. 100%. I'm glad that you brought that up because we don't like, how are we supposed to know how people cope? That is definitely something to be aware of. Totally. Um, So Olive, you have an eight week program that's coming up. Can you just tell us a little bit about that? If people are interested in kind of, they've learned about this conversation, they kind of have a sense of who you are, what you do and you know, how you can help them. Can you just tell a little bit about your program? I'd love to. Um, thanks. It's called F Perfect. Um, and stop being so hard on yourself. And it's an eight week sort of self love, self self acceptance. I mean, self love is a big ask, but a little bit just basically stop being such a dick to yourself. Um, after eight weeks, <laughs> I had to take all the all the swears out of it because it's hard to advertise um <laughs> even though you're like trying to just to pr- prove a point <laughs> yeah um so it's it's for women identifying folks you don't have to identify as a perfectionist but I often find that people will see that they have some perfectionist thinking once they have have come in it's basically for women identifying folks who are hard on themselves and are really you know struggle with things like indecision, um, boundaries, um, procrastination, just like constant negative self-talk, the the punishment stuff that we talked about, like overwhelm, exhaustion, like all all of those things. Um, And it's, we look at all kinds of stuff that we've, we've talked about, like perfectionist thinking, where it comes from, getting really sort of clear on the the societal scripts and and like the the good woman and all the ways that we are trained to believe we need to be her her and all the ways that that plays out in our individual lives um we do a lot of work around that model around like mindset work um we do a lot of we do some body awareness stuff as well like some guided movement um, and some meditation just to practice that being in our bodies. And particularly when we get to the units on things like needs and boundaries and desire, um, I really do believe that we have a lot of, our bodies have a lot of wisdom and we have a lot of knowing and intuition that mm. gets trained out of us. Yes. Um, and so again, because we're so often in our heads, just spending a little bit more time being in our bodies um, you know, we, we do work on self-compassion, self-care, self-forgiveness, a lot of work on shame. There's work on uh, body image and, you know, pleasure, and then a bunch on needs and boundaries. And then we kind of also sort of develop just loosely, like I throw in some elements of burlesque of like uh, good, like 
a badass kind of persona? Like what would you, what would you be doing if you didn't have all the shoulds? And mm-hmm. like, it's really tapping into that sort of internal desire. Um, and What's the outcome? Like what, like what are they going to feel after they do this? Badass. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's been really interesting. I had a lot of uh, like some, some, of the participants in the last one made some pretty big life changes like quitting jobs and relationships I'm not saying that that's going to be your outcome or don't don't worry but like mm-hmm. really just a lot of self epiphany of just like I'm not happy in this situation or I'm I'm taking I'm settling for for less or I'm like you know resisting and just like trying to do something that isn't actually what I want to be want to be doing so Um, I think afterwards, you know, like people have reported better boundaries is a big one. Um, uh, Just, just, just a little bit like quiet, like more peace in your brain. Um, Just like less of that negative self-talk and just like realizing, I think for a lot of folks, realizing that you can actually change your outcome. Like this isn't just like the way you were born or like you know, you don't have to be an asshole to yourself all the time. Like this actually can be changed and here's some tools to do it. Um, Nice. mm -hmm. That's awesome. And I think that this is something that like, you know, it, there's no such thing as the best time. Like if you're like looking and looking to wait, there's no such thing as that. There's always like, there's, you never know what tomorrow is going to bring. So this is definitely something. Yeah. COVID taught us that, right? 120%. Like, so, you know, the time is now to invest in yourself and to take care of yourself and figure out like, you know, what truly does make you happy and what though that clarity contrast list looks like. So thank Mm -hmm. you so much. When does this start, Olive? It starts May 3rd. May 3rd. So, yeah. And I would say now is the time also, because, you know, we're in a lockdown Yeah, and again, you're before the world opens up again whenever that is like your it's a good time to sort of get those tools and start applying them in in a less um busy life and like but also where we have a lot of negative self-talk and it's I'm I'm running it at a lower cost um right now but it will increase so if that's not incentive I don't know that is. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. I will definitely have all of this in the link below. Um, you will see it all and have all of uh, information as well. Thank you so much for being on this yeah. podcast and sharing with us, you know, what it truly means to be a self-proclaimed empowerment coach, you know, and what it does take to really have that awareness to really fight for yourself and fight for your worth. Thank you so much. Thank you. It was my pleasure. <laughs> All right, guys, I am sending you guys so much love till next time. And as always, the only way to get this podcast out is you. I thank you guys so much from the bottom of my heart because it would not be where it is without you guys. If you find any value out of this podcast, please like, share, and rate and subscribe. It honestly would mean the world to me. And that is how you can give some love to this podcast back. All right. Thank you guys so much. And until next time, keep being amazing and keep being you.